Castle Biosciences is a proud sponsor of this FRED podcast. Castle Biosciences provides clinicians precise and personalized tumor information for the benefit of patient care. If you would like more information about how Castle is transforming the treatment of dermatological cancers, visit castletestinfo.com. You're listening to Cutaneous Miscellaneous, the Dermatology Residence Podcast. It's certainly a pleasure to be here, and as Samal mentioned, my name is Jim Dorasso, and I was very, very fortunate. I've been very, very fortunate to be part of a lot of activities, and being involved with Mark and Daryl and now several others with the fall clinical and winter clinical dermatology meetings, it's expanded, and it's included these Derms and Conditions podcasts. We just released this week the 24th episode, and it's been extremely successful, very proud of it. Along the way comes Nick Brownstone, who's one of Daryl's uh, fellows, and Daryl has had a series of fellows, all of them have been very successful. Nick is extremely creative and comes up with many, many great ideas. And one of them was to have a podcast for residents. So my role here as the host extraordinaire is to pass that baton over to Nick for this new group of podcasts that he is going, going to be organizing and serving as the host. So Nick deserves a great round of applause. He's done a great job. So we talked and we thought, who else should we get to be the first guest? And it's a pleasure to have Mark Kaufman here. Mark is a great guy, uh, excellent dermatologist, has done a lot in dermatology and worked his way up to now being recognized and voted in as president of the American Academy of Dermatology. So Nick, I'm gonna turn it over to you and welcome everybody to Cutaneous Miscellaneous. You are seeing a groundbreaking event, the very first one, so. Thank you, Dr. Del Rosso. It's really an honor to serve as the host of this new podcast. As we all know, there's not a ton of information and resources out there for residents. So we wanted to make a podcast series with the goal of maximizing your potential as a dermatology resident while maximizing your board scores. I had a mentor tell me a while ago that as you move through dermatology residency, the hard stuff becomes soft and the soft stuff becomes hard. Towards the end of your third year, you could probably diagnose most rashes, treat most skin cancers, and give Botox like a pro. But the softer stuff, like negotiating your first contract, giving an impactful podium presentation, dealing with difficult office staff and learning the do's and don'ts of working in the industry becomes a little more difficult. This podcast is gonna help you with some of those questions and related issues, which is why we're here today. This podcast is talking about how the AAD can help jumpstart your career and who better to have as a panelist, Dr. Mark Kaufman, the newly inaugurated president. So Dr. Kaufman, thank you for being here. I'd love to get us started with our first question, which is in a nutshell, what does the AAD do and how does it help residents and those graduating residency? Well, thanks for that question, Nick, and thank you, Jim, for, uh, and Samal for the introduction. It's, um, it's great to be here. I'm pleased to tell everyone I survived my first week as president of the Academy. Uh, I don't know how much longer I can say that, so <laughs> it's, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, the Academy, uh, what I'm going to do is just introduce the Academy to you in general and tell you where the Academy wants to really work with residents. The four areas of focus of the AAD, the first one, the first pillar, the biggest pillar is education, right? And uh, we just had a huge uh, AAD meeting. A lot of you were probably there. It was very successful, over 15,000 people at the meeting. Uh, there were uh, 
courses that were there for residents, right, in preparing for the boards, in uh, preparing for a business boot camp, all of these things to try and, and get you guys more prepared. The academy is very interested in, the, in your transition from being a resident to being a practicing dermatologist. And what we want to do is prepare you with lots of materials, but we also want you to be members when you're residents. You guys probably all know, you get complimentary membership in the academy as a resident and as a fellow. Uh, there's a $500 stipend to go to the AAD meeting. Uh, you get the blue journal and dialogues in dermatology included in your membership. Uh, so there are a lot of things that you're getting from the academy to try and prepare you both educationally and when it comes to that transition to the next step. Uh, the next area of focus I'll touch on is advocacy. Advocacy is very close to my heart because uh, I actually have come up through the academy through its advocacy arm. Uh, I've been on the, our uh, RUC team, which none of you probably, or some of you may have heard of. It's where we go and fight for the value of our procedures. And um, it's, it's, it's very important for us as an academy to be able to go to Washington and uh, go to legislators and, and lobby them for our, uh, our needs. And um, we do that every year uh, in person. This year, again, for the first time in a few years, uh, the legislative conference, the academy's legislative conference, is going to be on September 18th. And residents are usually given, if you apply for it, scholarship to come to that meeting totally covered. Okay, I would try and urge all of you to think about coming to the legislative conference. You'll learn a lot. It's not just about going to the Hill, but it's all the stuff you learn the days before that. Uh, so it's really important. Um, the third element is public relations. We need to tell the public how good we are the primacy of the board certified dermatologists, right? And that's what we're going to do. And you're, and you're hopefully gonna see more social media stuff. And I, I think they'll be um, very reassured to hear that it won't be you and me running the social media <laughs> campaign, Jim. But it, 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 we're gonna have hopefully more in social media that you guys are much better at than we are here. And then the fourth pillar is research. And a lot of you do research, want to continue to do research, and we advocate for those research dollars. And that's, that's really, in a nutshell, what the, uh, what the Academy is focused on. We've had a great discussion so far, but let's pause and take a moment and hear from our sponsor. Castle Biosciences is a proud sponsor of this FRED podcast and its residents with innovative approaches to improving patient care. For more information, visit castletestinfo.com. So how can the Academy help residents and those about to transition into practice? So a lot of the stuff is what I already mentioned, the materials that are available to you. But the other thing and the best way for you guys to all get involved in the Academy is actually to step up. And it, and, and it happens to be, coincidentally, this is the time. Okay, on April 1st, you all should have gotten an email from Dr. Terry Cronin, who's the president-elect, he'll be president after me, and it, it, it lined out, it, it basically um, told you how to apply for committees in the organization, in the academy. And it's really important for you to go find that email, to look at the list of committees that are available, and to apply for the ones that you want to get involved with. There is a committee, there's a residents and fellows committee, which is completely dedicated to actually resident and fellows issues. And the chair of that committee actually sits on the board of directors as a board observer. So it's, 
it, it sounds like you know it's it's going to be impossible to get involved as a resident, but we're trying to make it easier and easier to get involved. And every one of the committees, virtually every single one of our committees, has a spot that's dedicated to a resident or a fellow. And so you can apply, you know, if you want to be on the, you know, Council of Communications, you can apply to be the resident member of the Council of Communications. So the stuff that, in, that interests you should be the stuff that you apply for. And then, the most important thing to do after that is find uh, one of your mentors, one of your residency directors, and have them write a letter uh, of recommendation for you to send to Dr. Cronin, because having that letter makes it just a lot easier for us to place you on those committees. Mark, I have a question for sure. you. Imagine I'm a resident, it's been a long time. Uh, but I would be thinking, you know, I'd like to get involved, but I'm concerned how much time it's going to take. Uh, I'm just going to be getting out there, I'm looking for a job, I have to move, um, I got to take my boards, there's all these pressures, and I don't want to jump into something where I might be biting, up, biting off more than I can chew, chew uh, you know, time-wise. What would you suggest with regard to that? I couldn't do it because I couldn't find anybody to write me a letter of recommendation, <laughs> but they, they probably won't have that difficult. I'll, I'll write you one. The time, the time concern, Nick will write me one, yeah. the time concern. I'm, I'm hoping, Jim, that you're going to apply this, this round. but. Uh, it, it is, it is not as time consuming as one might think. Uh, there, there will be some uh, quarterly uh, conference calls. We will, you'll meet in person at the annual meeting and sometimes at the summer meeting. Uh, but uh, it really is as much effort as you're gonna put in. So if you really wanna get involved, do it. And if you just wanna see what it's like, dip your toes in it then do that and see if this is something you want to do. And if not, you can apply the next year for a completely different committee. You can only get appointed to one committee a year, but you can get one every single year. And that goes for when you get out as well. That's not just when you're a resident, but you can, you can apply for all these committees. And the more committees you're on, the more people are going to see you. And, and if I could just give one piece of advice to you, it's, it's to allow opportunities to evolve. Never think that you know exactly where you're gonna be in 20 years. Because I can tell you complete honesty, with complete honesty, that if anyone would have told me I'd be here as president of the academy 20 years ago, I would have thought you were insane, okay? But opportunities happen, and you should let them evolve. And even if it's going in a direction that was completely different than what you thought you were gonna do, explore. Keep an open mind, and I think you'll find, and, and find those mentors. That's the most important thing. Find the faculty members, find the colleagues that you wanna say, I wanna be like him or her. That's the most important thing for you to do as residents. You mentioned a lot of committees. Can you give some more examples of committees that residents can serve on? Uh, they can serve on, on most every committee. Um, the residents and fellow committee is probably the toughest one to get on because every resident and fellow wants to be on that committee, but um, there are plenty of uh, committees that residents can sit on. And when you get out, there's also a young physicians committee that you can uh, join and uh, continue. And the young physicians committee also has an, a board observer um, on the board of directors. So there's a lot of ways to get involved. Find there, the, in the email from Dr. Cronin, there'll be a list uh, of the committees that have openings this year. So just find one that you like. Don't apply for just one, apply for like three. 
because we can't guarantee that we can get you on one committee, but we're certainly going to try and get you on a committee. Thank you, Dr. Kaufman. This has been really a great conversation. I learned so much. Really appreciate you being here again. I want to see a few more words, then I hand it over to Dr. Del Rosso to finish it off. Um, again, it's an honor to be the host of Cutaneous Miscellaneous, but it's a podcast. So I'm excited to announce I have a live show opening called Magic Nick up at the Stratosphere. And the pre-sale tickets have been really strong. So hope you guys check it out. Dr. Del Rosso, thank you again for being here as well. I'd love to invite you on future episodes of Cutaneous Miscellaneous. We're going to call your episodes How to Dress Like a Dermatologist, part one and part two. <laughs> part one is going to be dress shirts and part two is going to be shoes. With the dermatologist, I know it's going to take a lot more parts than one or two. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll do the best we can. We'll have to see if we have it in the budget, but I think we can swing it. So we always like to end our podcasts with a question that has nothing to do with dermatology. Uh -oh. uh, and so, Mark, I'm going to ask you, being from New York, whenever I go back to New York, I, I have to find two places, a great pizza place and a great Jewish deli. When I go to the Jewish deli, I always get matzo ball soup, but I'm concerned of whether it's going to be a hard matzo ball or a soft matzo ball. <laughs> what is your personal preference? <laughs> I, I know my answer, but I, I just have to be careful the way I say this. I don't want to be quoted out of context. But I prefer my matzo balls hard. <laughs> Even a little raw in the middle. A little raw in the middle? I like mine a little soft, like al dente pasta. <laughs> Mr. Can President, can I suggest the matzo ball committee for the AAD? <laughs> we need a, these yeah. kind of things. These are important. <laughs> well, thanks a lot for being here. Nick, I know you're going to do a great job with cutaneous miscellaneous, and I know that a lot of people are going to tune in and learn a lot. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Good luck. Thank you. Kessel Biosciences is a proud sponsor of this FRED podcast and its residents with innovative approaches to improving patient care. Together, we help the next generation of physicians push the boundaries of what is possible. Kessel Biosciences is transforming the treatment of dermatological cancers, enabling more precise testing for better informed decisions. For more information, visit castletestinfo.com.